Hi, this is Joseph, the host and creator of Sci-Fi Graveyard, as hosted by The Heart of Geek. Is there a topic that you love to talk about? Would you love to share that topic with millions of listeners around the globe? If so, then you're almost there to starting your own podcast. The only thing you need is Anchor.fm. With Anchor.fm, you can record, edit, and publish your own podcast to the Anchor site and to popular podcasting sites around the world. So what are you waiting for? If you'd like to get started, all you need to do is head to the Play Store on Android or the App Store if you have an iPhone. Start the download and get recording today. Thank you for listening to Sci-Fi Graveyard and on to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Graveyard. Today, we're going to discuss the movie Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day was released on October 13th of 2017, which was also Friday the 13th. This movie stars Jessica Roth, Israel Broussard, and Ruby Modine. This movie was written by Scott Lobdell. Lobdell? I'm not sure. I probably butchered that. And directed by Christopher Landon. This movie was produced by Universal Pictures, Digital Riot Media, and the modern horror mainstay Blumhouse Productions. So, um, this movie follows... Tree Geldman, a college student who is also a bitch. She is hunted by a baby-faced killer and is doomed to repeat her birthday over and over until she can break the loop and find out who is trying to kill her. Uh, when I told people I wanted to do this movie, I was told this film isn't sci-fi, so it wouldn't fit in on Sci-Fi Graveyard. Well, I do try to stick to that rule that my films are science fiction. This one actually is. Uh, I won't spoil the sci-fi aspect of this film because it is a plot device in the sequel, which is ha Happy Death Day to You, which good news! We're going to cover Happy Death Day to You next time, so we'll explain the sci-fi part of this movie. Uh, this movie is a rarity for me, as I hate most modern horror, especially those rated PG-13. Uh, however, I will go ahead and just admit that I actually like this movie. Um, yeah. it, was, it was really good. And I uh, binged both these movies in one sitting, and the first and the second one. So I'll probably watch the second one again before it comes time for part two. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think that the second one is nearly as good as the first. But I think he already, the director, when he was talking about it, he was already saying that it wasn't going to be the exact uh, way that people were thinking that the uh, second one was going to be that he said that it was already going to be very well, uh, completely out of left field for the second film. So I think that's one thing too. It's like a lot of people were assuming stuff about it. And Probably. This, movie, this movie reminded me totally, uh, of course it's because it has a lot of similarities. It's just like a horror movie groundhog day. It, really? it that was. It's kind of like the movie well, Freaky, um, which well, is uh, Freaky Friday, but it's a it, horror version of Freaky Friday. Kind of a. It's kind of described as Groundhog Day meets Scream. Yeah. Oh. And, and I can see that because, like, like I said, I usually can't stand like these PG modern PG thirteen because like let's make a horror movie, but let's make it PG thirteen so we can have as many seat butts in the seats as possible. And I'm like. Normally, I don't go for them because they're usually not scary. Like, one horror movie, this one actually I don't think was PG-13, but one horror movie I can't stand and everyone seems to love is, <coughs> pardon me, is Sinister, 
the one with Ethan Hawke in it. Yep. Yeah, one we're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the one that we're gonna talk about on screen creeps too. At yeah, one point. I I honestly don't care for Sinister, and that's because when I worked at a movie theater, I actually got to see it before it released. And because sometimes when you work in a movie theater, um, they'll get the keys to unlock the digital movies early, uh, so you can do like cast uh, cast screenings, like employee screenings of the film. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they do that. So I got to see Sinister before it released, and uh, probably a, a few days. It's not. It's not usually like a major time frame between the time to get the key, and sometimes the early releases to when it, the movie debuts. It's only like maybe like a few days. So we got to watch it, and honestly, that whole movie to me was just jump scares, and I fucking hate a movie that is all just jump scares. Well, I haven't watched Sinister, so I can't say if it was going to be like bad or good. But yes, I, I mean, that's why I don't like, I mean, uh, eventually I'm going to stream it on Twitch, but like Five Nights at Freddy's, it just feels like it's just 90% uh, jump scares in it, where like it doesn't really like show you die or whatever it just shows hey there's a jump scare that's on there and eventually at one point you would get tired of or you would get used to like seeing it so like yeah look up this other movie because it had um there's this movie i saw when i was uh, i was dating um not not the woman that i married but i was dating a girl named keisha we went to go see this movie and this is one and this movie stick i can't remember the name of this movie but it sticks in my crawl. And apparently we were the oldest people in this theater because I wasn't, I wasn't quite 30 yet. So this was about a decade ago. It, it's the only person I know that was in this movie was James Remar from uh, Dexter fame. Of course he was in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I mostly, I mostly heard of the actor from being in Dexter. And mm-hmm. Early Which just seems kind of weird that they're rebooting that show too. I'm just yeah. thinking on a side note. They're fixing but, the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't mean to fuck up. I watched that whole up. thing and they fucked it up by having how they ended it. Yeah, that whole so, final season sucked. Massive donkey balls. I'm but trying to anyway. look up, I'm trying to look up the movie if I can find it real quick. I can't remember the name of the movie. All I remember is sitting in the theater. It's about this this girl who had a twin brother, but he died in the womb and spirit. Oh, like I know what evil. you're talking about. Yeah. Well, does it have uh, what's his name? Uh, it's not Elijah Dushku, but it's um, uh, dang it, what is her name? Jessica Alba. Maybe. I, think, uh, maybe. I don't know if it's it was something Jessica like that. Alba. Where uh, like uh, what's it called? Like I remember the movie. It's called like The Return or some shit. I forgot exactly what the movie was. <laughs> The sad part is, is this, the, the the movie like I hated the movie so bad. Well, well, I, I guess I can't say I hated the movie. To me, the movie was just really stupid, and because every scare in this movie was a jump scare, and it was pretty, I was pretty much calling them out. I'm like, oh, jump scares about to happen. Oh, jump scare happened, and all, everyone in the audience, all these freaking teenagers, ah! and I'm sitting here like, oh god, this movie's so stupid. Uh, that's <laughs> like people. <laughs> That's people that don't ever watch horror movies. Pretty yeah, much. and, it, and I grew, up on, I grew yeah. up on horror films. And so I apologize, guys, for my voice being scratchy and, oh, Mr. Simpson. 
like the pimple faced teenager from uh, <laughs> from The Simpsons because uh, I have a stomach issue that causes me to throw up a lot. So it's the unborn, uh, dude. Is it the uh, unborn? The unborn. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I was trying to remember could, the name of the movie. I look up in James Remar's like filmography, but I couldn't find it. Uh, the unborn is. I saw that in theaters. And this was like. I saw it at uh, the United Artists Theater, which is a uh, Regal Cinema in Mary Esther slash Fort Walton Beach. And I was like, this movie's stupid. And, um, I, I basically could call out where every jump scare was. The girlfriend I was with at the time, I think she actually liked it. I couldn't stand it. So this this is what kind of like started that sour taste in my mouth for PG-13 horror and all these new horror movies, like, let's make it PG-13 so we can get the younger kids in and more people and make more money. And, like, I think horror movies need to be rated R because I think they kind of need the, 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 the gore and the, the scares. But I say all that to say that Happy Death Day was actually kind of a surprise for me because it was PG-13, but... It was it was a lot better of a movie. Like it had it, the script was really good. It wasn't. It was a really good script. It had like uh, really good characters. Like Jessica Roth as Tree was actually an interesting character, even when she was a bitch at the beginning. And as yeah. she grew, as, well, that's why I said that it's kind of. It reminds me of Groundhog Day because. Uh, uh, Bill Murray was a dick for most of the movie <laughs> and then it was like and then he, he started to be like a good person throughout all this stuff like it wasn't <laughs> working for him so then he was like oh maybe I should be a good person and, and, and that's made, essentially what this movie is just yeah, they made her the, dying every time and yeah, I they, like how they had it where and she was actually reacting to like her body was taking on everything yeah. that she was going through. Yeah. Like instead of it just like resetting or whatever, it's like the body was still going through all the trauma. I like that yeah. part. And the, but that's why I say like some of the, and like it depends on which horror you're watching now. Like, because some of the horror movies could be, like, outliers like It Follows or Hereditary or Midsummer. I just watched Hereditary for the first time and, fuck, man, that fucked me up. (laughs) It's mostly because it's just, like, I don't know, he does... How do you the like director, him, Josh? Huh? <laughs> I know we're gonna. I know we're gonna be reviewing it on the pot on Scream Creeps. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm just saying. How did you like the end, dude? What? Anyways, dude. But <laughs> like, oh man, it's just trippy as fuck, and it, yeah, it's just like I'm just waiting. Like I'm intrigued with what else he's gonna do. Like I, he's like a, It's like this director in this movie, and then the dude that did uh, Hereditary. And then even the one that did the Doctor Sleep movie, where like I just watched Hush the other day to like just uh, yesterday. You quit and watching these; one... they're on our list, dude. Uh, oh, is Hush on the <laughs> yes. list too? Yep. Oh well, it's mostly because I just got around to it and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just watch it," and then I'll just rewatch it again before we do yeah, the I'm podcast. Just, yeah. It's on. It's like number That's eleven what, or something. It, yeah, and Hereditary. I didn't think I was ever gonna like ever review it, ju- or like I was gonna wait until the last possible second to watch it. 
But and and then I was just like, fuck it, let's just get it. Yeah, over it'll be with. a while for Hereditary. I think that was number two. <laughs> yeah, it's like number two or three or something like that. But uh, oh no, that's Insidious why I say, like, is number two. Sorry. Oh, okay. So like that's why I said like with uh, some of the newer directors, it's very hit or miss. Like there's one where we should talk about called Terrifier. Which I think we talked about on Scream Creeps too, just because it's like an old. Well, that's the clown they, one, right? Yeah, it's like Art the Clown, I think they name him, and it's like it goes back to the old slasher movies, but they're just way more grittier and like it. It seems like more like a grindhouse film, more than anything. So I mean, there is some good horror movies that are just of our time now. It's just hit or miss in between it like we're getting a lot of the pg-13 horror like the conjuring series and stuff like that is that pg-13 though the conjuring uh, series i think the conjuring movies are like around like pg-13 or something i don't think that they're rated r because they don't have really much death in it because like like the we were just talking about the latest conjuring movie yesterday so yeah the, the, the the director and writer of of Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. I actually wrote another movie and directed another movie I really like, and it's a zombie film called The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. And that's kind of more of a horror comedy uh, because there is some funny moments in it, but it's I consider it like a, a horror comedy. It was actually really good. That came out back in 2015. So this is Christopher Landon. Um, he also wrote like three of the Paranormal Activity movies, which... He didn't write the first one, which I did not like the first Paranormal Activity, which is another movie that made me not really care for modern horror, which is why um, I know uh, we're off subject, but like it's to me, it's not off subject because me talking about like these movies that came out within the 2010s that I didn't care for. But this movie, Happy Death Day, is like way better than some of these other movies. Well, I mean, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, I actually really enjoyed. Um, Freaky, he also wrote direct Freaky, which is also kind of like a Freaky Friday horror twist with Yeah, and I think Jeremy was uh, saying that that was actually pretty good. I yeah, think. Jeremy, I didn't say you say that it was good? And which one? It? the which Freaky one? movie? Freaky. Yeah, yeah, I saw that before it came out. Yeah, that is actually available to watch on HBO Max, I think, right now. Yeah, so, I might have to watch that Freaky, on there then. Freaky's really Freaky was um, really interesting. I watched a kill count on Freaky, so I really wanted to watch that one. And so when I'm talking about like not liking some of these horror movies from like like I love the Scream franchise. I love Screams one through four. Those are like that's kind of like my favorite horror franchise, modern for, horror. I love Friday the Thirteenth. I love A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, those I grew up on those on kid as a kid. My mom never really censored what we watched. I know I've mentioned this before. My mom, would we'd go to the video store, we lived across the street from a video store, kind of. There was a shopping center. There was, like, our street. Then there was across the street were some apartments. And then there was a little walkway that lived uh, that led to another street, which led to a shopping center. And in the shopping center was a Food World grocery store, Domino's Pizza, and a video store. And in that video store, we would go literally every week and rent something. So me and my sisters, or my sisters and I, or however you want to say it, grammatically correct, we would go and we'd pick out horror films. So that's how I saw Sleepaway Camp. That's how I saw Return of the Night of Living Dead 1 and 2. Oh, and dude, now that you mentioned Sleepaway Camp, I just uh, downloaded Tubi. And holy crap, they got so many different horror movies on there. 
I was just looking through the list where it was just looking at classic horror. They had Sleepaway Camp. They had Suspiria, a bunch of stuff on there. I was like, holy crap, I'm going to have to check this out more. Yeah. They... I definitely think that the the newer horror is like very hit or miss. And I definitely me, like this movie. It, 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 this movie was really good. Like the scripting was really good. It wasn't. You know how like most like I said this for the frighteners. You know how like most movies will have some dialogue that just is really stupid or cheesy, or one line of dialogue that you're like, why did they say that? It's not natural. This is actually a really good script. Like the the, the people come across as realistic people. Uh, tree, all the different characters, and so like I actually enjoyed all the characters. I liked. Sorry. The main thing that I noticed and there was the only drawback really that i didn't care for this much was because i already figured the girl the roommate was gonna be the killer the whole time i only knew it was because i actually watched the kill count for this and was actually what sparked my interest in watching the movie and i was glad i did because i know like you shouldn't watch like something like that before you watch the actual movie but sometimes i get inspiration from youtube or something along those lines because i'm like i don't know what to do next and then i watch a video and i'm like okay even though i'm i know the ending because of this video i still want to watch it because i want to see tree's journey and yeah and especially it was like us doing the live or well not alive how we watched the alone movie the the other day and god that was awful it was like we watched it and we were both talking about that we watched the kill count on on the Korean yeah. film, we and the, and then we watched the watch English the... version, and then it was just not nearly yeah. as good. <laughs> no, like alone, like the American version, which is weird because they're literally made from the same script. Like this, this movie it was made in North, uh, South Korea and the United States. The Korean version came out first, and this is again modern horror is like hit or miss. And why I love why Happy Death Day was such a great movie, and we haven't even really talked about Happy Death Day yet. But this movie was really, really good. And then we watched, you know, Alone, and then there's Alive, which is the Korean version. And it's like watching the Kill Count for, and yes, yeah, so I, I watched a lot. I've been binging uh, Kill Count recently because I have found a lack of things on YouTube to watch. So I've been watching Kill Count, which if you like <laughs> horror films, watch Kill Count because you could tell that the host really loves horror and he's excited to talk about these movies. Um, Dude, I watched an episode where he was having somebody, uh, who was it? There was a, somebody that was officiating his wedding. That's oh, from, uh, Heather uh, Heather Landing Camp was officiating yeah. his wedding. Like yeah, Thompson from American uh, Street. That is like okay, yeah, awesome. Um, the well, I know she's not the original Final Girl, but I'd have to say Nightmare on Elm Street is probably my foray into horror. So to me, she's like my original Final Girl. Uh, Tree is an amazing final girl in this, even though she's kind of like the only girl in this because she's both the victim and the hero. Um, it because, like I said, she starts off at a bit like a bit. She wakes up in uh, Carter's dorm room, and she keeps doing the walk of shame, and then she keeps seeing things repeat. And they actually make a meta reference at at the end. I think they're in a diner, and this movie takes place in Louisiana. So they're at a they're at a college in Louisiana. Um, she 
they actually make a meta reference to Groundhog Day, and she's like, I've never seen that movie. It is funny because I've actually never seen that movie either. Everyone's like, you haven't seen what? You've Day? never seen Groundhog Day? Exactly. No, I've never what seen Groundhog Day. That is so uh, weird. What's wrong well, with you, I know. What the hell? We're talking about the Friars. You haven't watched that movie, and then you've never watched Groundhog Day? I've seen that movie like a million times. I would, I need to watch it because I don't think yeah. they have to explain why he moves, repeats the day in Groundhog Day. Well, but... that's why I'm saying like that and this are really sci-fi films to a degree just because it has timey-wimey shit in there. And any time where it's time that's, that's travel... A funny, that's a funny word there, Josh. Well, yeah, I say yeah. that because I watched Doctor Who, and that's like yeah. how he explained it in one of the episodes where he says <laughs> it's very timey-wimey. But like, whatever <laughs> has anything about time travel stuff. in it, yeah. it's a sci-fi thing. So well, that just shows just... you that I don't watch Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what um, you well, shit, yeah, you was, should watch it. It's pretty good. <laughs> David Tennant that's a timey wimey he's like it's a big ball of timey wimey stuff yeah it, uh, it's in the episode where uh, the chick's talking in the TV I can't remember the the name of the episode though uh, oh it's it's the episode that introduced the uh, weeping angels that yeah I can't, I can't, I can't. One of the best fucking villain, um, like bad guys though because he's because it's him and Martha on the DVDs that they inserted themselves on the DVDs. But anyway, that's why I would say that it would be sci-fi. It's more of a a horror movie, but it has sci-fi elements to it because it it deals with time. Yeah, it deals with her repeating the day. Because, like, um, this movie, you know, she gets stalked by a killer with a mask that's a baby. Um, so Christopher Landon was the director. He didn't write Happy Death Day, but he wrote Happy Death Day to You, and he wrote uh, Hitchhike or Hitchhikers, uh, The Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. He wrote Freaky, as I do believe I had him brought up here a second ago. Like a- yeah, he he wrote he wrote Freaky, Happy Death Day to You, The Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. Three of one of my one four. of my favorites that he wrote though was Disturbia. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, he wrote, oh, dude, he, I've seen that uh, like a bunch of times too. Which yeah, I, I love that movie. Okay, okay, that is actually one of the modern horror films that I watched that I actually did enjoy because I don't remember. Jaya um, LaBeouf and uh, the the guy from Negotiator played the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Turner, David Morse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie, I will say, uh, that was one of those rarities that I actually enjoyed it. Maybe, maybe because uh, Christopher Landon just has like knows the kind of thing movies or horror that I'm into. Um, I didn't really like the paranormal. I watched the first porn Paranormal Activity, and this, and I didn't like it. I didn't like. I didn't care. It's not so much the found footage. I didn't mind that. But it's one of those movies where I was like, I could tell what was going to happen because it was so set up. And And that's most reasons why I didn't watch some of the newer, like any ghost related stuff or like haunting stuff or whatever. I'm never really into because I don't believe in that sort of shit. Yeah, so, I mean, so like most well, of the time, whenever I'm really it, I'm into like, it because well, that's why I understand. Like, every, I'm like everybody has their certain things, like right, that creeps them out or whatever. So, like, I understand why people would believe in it. I just feel like 
I always call bullshit on a lot of things, so that's one reason. Yeah, but I mean, I can't say anything. I haven't watched the movies, but they haven't made me want to watch them. Yeah, she has stories of houses she's lived in, and if you talk to her dad, her dad will tell you stories too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it would have been different, totally different. Yeah, like they lived in a house, Josh and Elaine will tell you that where they had the shit thrown out of the cabinets, like and dogs wouldn't go in rooms and shit like that in houses mm-hmm. that she's lived in. So that's why she's like, that stuff actually happened in houses she's been in. So where stuff was thrown, like dishes were thrown out of the kitchen cabinets. And they yeah. wanted to, Yeah, and I'm sure were... that I wouldn't enjoy that shit. <laughs> if I would be just sitting there and then all of a sudden you hear swing, like you hear shit breaking and then you're like, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> oh, he's Michael Landon's son. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this who, the director you know you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, you know what's funny He's about this? He's not the one that's got cancer, right? Uh, Christopher Landon. No, I don't remember hearing that he had cancer. I think I think maybe one of the, the other sons does. Michael Landon Jr. I think might have some maybe type of cancer. Yeah, brother Michael Landon Jr. I read about one of them having. Dude, I think it's Junior. Anyways, I'll, I'll digress. I just didn't realize he was Michael Landon's son, though. Michael Landon was actually a stage name, but Michael Landon's son, Michael Landon Jr., is actually Michael Landon. Um, Christopher Landon. Um, this some some infer- interesting trivia about this movie. This script was hyperbolically written ten years earlier, allegedly back in two thousand seven. It was going to star Megan Fox and be produced by Michael Bay. So I don't know if this was going to be like a Platinum Dunes movie. It would have sucked. Which explains it would have sucked if Michael Bay directed it. Being Bayfield University. I don't hate Michael Bay films. However, I don't think this movie would have worked with Megan Fox and Michael Bay. Nothing against Megan Fox either. Um, Hey, because that latest movie she made looks pretty good. I, I'm like Megan Fox, right? Oh, I can't yeah. say that I don't like her because one of my favorite movies that she ever did, even though that a lot of people fucking hate it, is Jennifer's Body, and it was made by uh, I, Diablo Cody, and I like Diablo Cody's directing style. I don't have an uh, issue with Di- Diablo Co- Cody. I tried to watch Jennifer's Body. Maybe I need to go back and watch it again. Because See, I always liked it just because of the way that it was. Uh, I like a lot of weird horror movies too. So I think I it's can't... called Till Death. The oh, movie her new one. Of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie yeah. looks pretty good because she. Like... Anyway, I'm gonna hate on it because I think I think um, I think she got stuck in that sexy woman role because of the Transformer films, and so people don't see Megan Fox as like an actual actress; they just see her as eye candy. And well, she's not that it, great of an actress, to be honest. Oh, I'm not yeah. I mean, I think she was miscast, miscast as April O'Neil, but I'm not going to hate on her for Jennifer's body or the, anything else. But that's just because growing up watching the Turtles, there's preconceptions of the Turtles. But she but, also uh, plays the same role every Oh, so that's... I just saw that. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut uh-huh. anybody off, but I just realized that Prom Night, the remake, that was in 2008. The Funnel Girls and this one all had a PG-13 rating. So, and that's kind of weird with the P- and the Final Girls movie is because it's like 
uh, they actually kill off people and stuff. It's like a slasher movie where they like we should we should talk about on the podcast one of these days. But like, so uh, it's like a story about the the daughter of somebody that was a, a, a scream queen in a certain movie franchise. They went to go see her movie from like 30 or 40 years. It's like the daughter of Jamie Lee Curtis watching a movie and then a fire burns out, uh, breaks out in the theater and then they cut open the, the sheet for the movie to, and to escape and then they go into the movie. So it's like that's, them, definitely, that's definitely you could definitely consider that sci-fi. Well, that's what I'm saying, uh, and definitely we need to talk about it on at least the Scream Preeps one, just because it just sounds like a cool premise, and it has it's uh, on it's on it's Thomas Middleditch, I think is the the, the one that's from um, I think Silicon he's Valley, the, yeah, Silicon Valley, yeah. He plays as one of the characters in it, but like it's, it's just a cool way of doing it. And I didn't think that it was PG 13 because I thought that they it's like a slasher movie, so I'm surprised that it got a, a PG 13 rating. <laughs> of course, like nowadays, well, Adam Devine's in it too, right? Malin, Malin Ackerman, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Vera's sister, I think, from uh, Conjuring, the one that played the nurse and nun, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, or the nun in the nun, <laughs> right? I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I definitely need to talk about that one. But yeah, I think so we're talking story. more about everything else other than yeah, other than yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm yeah. trying to bring it back around. <laughs> From my perspective, um, the only there were a couple of things that the what's her name Jessica Roth. Her eyes bug me. I don't know because they're kind of almost crooked it looks like and kind of weird looking anyways because <laughs> it, it kind of threw me off but then the other part is i was hoping that it wasn't going to be the roommate i was hoping it was going to be the bitch sorority chick danielle i think her name is that was like the holier than thou person that oh yeah um, like, yeah, but yeah. we talk about have you all watched the sequel yet no, I haven't. Uh, it, I haven't seen it yet. I have. Her, I've seen it. But. She gets her. She gets her comeuppance in part two, because um, it's it's. We'll talk about it when we talk about that. Because yeah, because they, yeah. yeah, they did a great job. They recast. They basically recast. They basically casted everyone from the first movie in the sequel because it takes place at the same time. But the. The, the cool thing is, is like, you know, they, they, people ask Christopher Landon why a baby. And he said he needed something that would be a combination of something that would pass for a mascot on a college campus. And that was both scary and funny at the same time. Plus, he was expecting a son at the time. So he had baby on the brain. So that's why the math <laughs> is a baby is because he was expecting a son. So he, he, he was thinking about a baby. Yeah, I'm wondering uh, if he's going to do a trilogy on it, if he's going to make at least a third movie. I've heard I don't that think... they were talking about that they were going to do a third movie, but they haven't had anything planned out yet. I think maybe because the third, the second movie didn't do well as financially, that they're probably not going to do a third. But I honestly, if they do a third, I really don't want to follow Tree one more time. Not because I don't like the character of Tree. I really did. I really like Jessica Roth. Uh, Roth in this, I like. I liked her character, but honestly, I just don't want to see her character go through it again. 
Does that make sense? Well, I don't know if that makes well, sense. Well, I mean, they could always do what they do in like all the other slasher movies and just kill her off at the beginning of the Well, first. I don't want that to happen either because I liked your yeah. character. I want her to have a happily ever after. Um, the original mascot, the really the interesting thing, uh, was designed by Tony Gardner. For There was going to be a, originally a killer pig, uh, but however, this motif was already done in the Saw movies, according to IMDb, according to actually seeing some stuff about the Saw movies did show that this was a pig mask throughout all the Saw movies. But someone else said that the, something, uh, TV Trope said because of the Purge sequels. And I haven't seen any of the Purge movies. Um, I didn't really care for the first one when I saw parts of it. So I didn't really follow the franchise. From, so from what I hear is Purge Anarchy is the, the go-to one the go-to. out of those. I heard that the Purge Anarchy is the second one out of them all. Is the it's best. the best one. That's, that's someone else said something else said that too, but like since since the uh, pig was already used in the Saw franchise, um, they didn't want to use a pig again. Which and to me, it didn't pig. seem like it was a pig. It was more like a warthog, right? Because it had, uh, or at least that's what it looks like in the Saw movies. It looks like it has tusks, right? And that's usually what a warthog looks like. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've only seen two of the Saw movies, and I don't remember the pig. Um, I only did well, I think we're going to end up talking about them on the on the, podca- uh, on I, the screen crease one, I, at least. For the Saw movies. Um, I will let you know that this was originally going to be a rated R film. However, Christopher Landon altered some of the scenes to make it PG-13. Uh, again, this was film this was i don't know if this was filmed in louisiana i didn't look that up but it takes place in louisiana um this the scene where tree actually is walking nude since this movie was filmed on a real campus uh with real students uh tree's character takes one and she walks out naked and they actually did a lot to try to protect her so random students who happen to be nearby wouldn't film her nude yep. and, and like, like yeah girl look at them titties. but she said it was a uh, very um she said it was very liberating because a lot of the female uh women if on the set were there to protect her and so she actually did it nude however the scene where you can see her ass because you can see part of her ass in it you don't see again pg-13 so you don't see any frontal nudity but she did it fully nude but they they only showed her ass, and this that scene was banned in China for some reason. <laughs> um, so weird. China I'm surprised. The weirdest stuff, man. I'm surprised they let this movie go in China because China doesn't let you do anything that deals with time travel. Usually, time. So that's why this movie deals with time travel. Um, let's see here. Um, <laughs> The only really last bit of trivia I have is that it's widely thought that Toombs, which plays the serial killer in the hospital, he's kind of a red herring in this movie, even though he is set up to kind of take the fall for Tree's death um, in, in multiple timelines. I'm going to say multiple timelines. In multiple timelines, he's the one set up to take the fall. And it's widely thought that Toombs' first name was Joseph, with many articles, even several wikis, uh, referring to him as Joseph Toombs, but he's actually John Toombs. <laughs> he's listed in the film as John Toombs. Um, and one last thing, when Jessica Roth's character, when Tree runs into uh, the guy who took her on a date, who uh, ends up being gay, and she she finds out in one of the timelines that he's gay because she catches him watching gay porn, 
And so she tells him, hey, be yourself, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. And find someone who makes you happy. Basically, she tells him, quit hiding who you are at one point in her time, her time jump. And but she, she goes up to him. She goes, who takes their first date to a subway? It's not that like you have a foot long. Apparently, that line was improvised on set by Jessica Roth. And that was one of the funniest <laughs> lines in the movie. Um, so I have to say that that was no, really good. Um, we haven't really talked about the killer much. We've mentioned it briefly, but the killer is the roommate. Uh, Lori, like, like I said, I'm not going to discuss how she's jumping in time because it's never stated in this film. It's, it's actually a plot device of the sequel. But Lori ends up being the killer. And what happens is, is Lori is jealous because Tree is having an affair with their doctor, with a doctor that, because apparently this is, he, he teaches at their college. So this, this college has a huge medical center and a hospital where Tombs is being kept. And Lori's a nurse in the hospital and a college student. And they're both trying to have an affair with this doctor. And Tree is the one actually having the the affair. I think it's Dr. Butler is who the, yeah, looking at the cast list. So Lori's jealous of Tree. And so she's the one who's killing Tree over and over and over. So she, she tries to do it once and she fails. So then she starts stalking her. And that's where the baby, the baby mask killer comes into play. Because you find out the original way that the original way Lori's trying to kill Tree is by a poison cupcake, which which doesn't make any sense because if she was if she was trying to kill her with a cupcake, unless unless the releasing of tombs is an afterthought, um, because she sorry my throat's a little dry. Uh, That's a plot hole out of the movie though. Like that's a little. I guess a little. that she made it. A poison cupcake the whole time. And yeah, then and then no. and, and tree only dies because uh, tree only dies from it because she actually stops it out of she one, she one time and and she gets to the end and she's sitting there with Carter because she she actually admits that she's falling in love she fell in love and this is more of a sequel she admits in the sequel that she fell in love with Carter because she kept waking up to him every morning and him helping her throughout the day. And so she got to know him better throughout repeating the day. So she actually falls in love with him. And he's a great character too. He's kind of like the, I, I don't mean this is a negative way, but he's kind of like the clueless boyfriend because obviously he doesn't know what's going on because he's, he's not, he doesn't have any memory. So he only go, has what tree tells him. And so when she, he's trying to help the best he can and he's very supportive for someone who's just trying to go off what she says every day but he believes her because she proves it by repeating the opening scene where she's walking out of the room and uh walking out of the dorm and the lady asking her to save the world the sprinklers the passing out uh frat boy who's pledging but Lori, Lori's her roommate and she even has a heart to heart with Lori because she's like she even admits in one of the timelines she's like hey sorry for being like a bitch and treating you like shit but but like, she still dies in that timeline, so it sucks. Uh, yeah, one- that's only and that's the only drawback is knowing that. But I mean, also at the same time, that's the only thing that I nitpick on it is knowing that uh, I could tell that it was going to be her the whole time. 
Like so, a- so that was the only thing that killed me and took me out of the immersion of the movie was because I was like, I was thinking nine times out of ten that it was going to be them. Like I was just playing this game uh, just a little while ago where I was sitting there the whole game. I was like, this is exactly how it's going to go. And then it turns out to be that exact same way. So that's the only thing that I hate about like watching certain movies, especially this one, is that everything's good on it. It's an original print, or kind of not really original because it's a twist on it. Because it's a, it's a, a different it. version of Groundhog Day, right? Because it pretty much hits all the same beats, right? It it has like the bad dude. He he's a dick, and he does all the shit, and then goes through time over and over again, and trying and then eventually pretty much it says hey be a good person and then shit starts to change the yeah, only difference is is the whole reason why she's doing this is to try to find the killer which they didn't yeah, do that it, in groundhog day like, she actually gets like to a point where she's um she's actually purpose uh not purposely killing herself but she knows she's limited on time so she's actually trying to make a list of who might be trying to kill her. So she's trying to use it positively to figure out to knock off villains. And so she thinks at one point it's Danielle because there's a, a birthday card in her room. And in one of the scenes that gets her and Danielle killed is she finds the card within Danielle's binder. So she thinks Danielle's the killer. And then the next time over, since Danielle gets killed by the bus, she's like, oh, I guess it's not her. And I guess there is some nitpicking because that didn't really absolve Danielle of being the killer. Because Danielle, It just means that she died at the same time. Time. Yeah. But, but like Still I said. That she, and that's, only th- and that's one of the other things, too, is the plot hole. I'm trying uh, to explain it like that. Oh, hole. she died too. So she and she was. So she's not. She's not the killer. But well, like, you could have uh, accidentally died with it. Just still done yeah. stupid shit. It's. But the whole point is, is like, I really thought it was an interesting twist on a premise because you know the Groundhog Day um, aspect of it, and I thought the I I still really enjoyed this movie. It's it's been a few weeks since I watched it because we were supposed to record this a few days ago, but life sucks and gets in the way. And I, I meant to watch this again before we did it, did the recording just because I wanted it fresh in my mind, but um, I just never got around to it. <laughs> Not that because it wasn't a good movie. I actually ended up buying this movie on, on voodoo because I wasn't going to pay to rent it because I was like, I'm just going to buy it. Cause they yeah, had like, like I was telling you, right. Like before we were talking about it, when you were talking about watching it, I was like, Oh, I'll just pick it up at fucking, uh, walmart because i know that they've had it in the little bins before because like that's what i did with the nun and a few other ones that i knew that i was going to watch or at least discuss on the podcast i was like oh okay i'll just buy them and then of course the one time where i'm trying to buy the movie they didn't have it there both of them i was like what the one like, time, and then watch. Uh, we'll be done with this podcast and everything else, and then get through all of them, and then I'll find them there. back in there. Yeah, I'll be like, "What kind of shit?" <laughs> yeah, because I actually thought this movie again. This movie was really good. Um, like I said, it was actually kind of, and it was weird because I actually can't stand PG thirteen horror, and I actually thought this was really good. I guess it, it wasn't scary for me though. Um, because I grew up on these kind of movies. To me, it's kind of like, it, I don't even know if I want to consider it completely like a slasher flick, 
um, which is a subgenre of horror, which, you know, Friday the 13th. I, I would say that they should, I'm like, this is a good starting off point if you don't watch a lot of horror movies. This yeah, is a this good would starting good. point for you to start they get from. Your, they get your and that's why, that's why I would say for, if we're doing the ratings or whatever, I would say that it would be, what's it called, for doing the reboot one. Is it Rise from the Grave for that one? Where they do like a, a, not a reboot, but like, I would like them to actually make a, at least finish off the trilogy. trilogy. Like, it would be nice if they did another one just to finish it off. Oh, that one we don't have one for because when we do older sci fi on this show or stuff that an older movie, this movie, these are fairly recent films. um, It would be Rise from the Grave, which means reboot it, retell the story. Um, let it rest in peace, which means it, it stands on its own, leave it alone, and then rise from the grave, which means arms are rise from the grave, let it die, which means this movie's terrible and and um, don't don't watch it. Which I think the only movie that uh, no, because when we did Nightfall, I wanted to do Let It Die, but I'm also like, no, the short story is so good, this movie needs to be actually done correctly <laughs> um, with the premise, but. Happy Happy Death Day. I know we talked a lot about other horror films, and that's just because I could like these other horror films. I didn't like like I couldn't stand these other horror films that are PG thirteen, like The Unborn and this whole slew of PG thirteen horror schlock. Where this movie is kind of like it's it's on a different level. It's a lot better of a film. It's a it's a lot it's a lot smarter than the films that are in its genre i'm going to consider this like a pg horror genre like it's a lot smarter than that the acting is a lot better than normally what you get especially when you 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 grew up watching 80s teen slasher films the acting is way better in this the characterization is way better and one of my phones on my desk got a notification i think it notification i think it was watch this movie watch this movie um it was really good. All the acting was really good. I know we talked again about the PG-13 horror genre sucking. And that's just because all the ones we talked about we didn't like. This movie was way different. This movie was a lot better written. Even the sequel, to me, is really, really good. Um, it's, it, it actually explains the premise, which a lot of people thought was kind of disappointing. But I actually... I like it because it lets me talk about it on my podcast, but um, because of the sci- it adds that it actually adds that sci-fi element that um, is is a prerequisite for sci-fi graveyard. The acting was good. Jessica Roth, all the cast was actually good in this movie. Even um, down to ev- everybody was was really good. The sequel is pretty cool because they ca- they got everyone back for the sequel, and that includes the nurse sitting in the hallway reading the rom- same romance novel so that's pretty cool like they did it like they did a really good job with this film i definitely think you should watch it uh skip some of that other horror crap that we talked about i would use this as a as an entryway into horror if you're if you're not a big horror fan and you want to give it a go give this is something light it's not too scary i, I don't really consider it really scary at all but it's it's a good get your feet wet then you could build up i would say even do Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse because then you have, then you have some of that humor. It's, 
I happen to kind of do that one on Sci-Fi Graveyard, but I don't know if there's a reasoning for the zombie outbreak in that movie if it's science related. Because I, you could do Return. Well, I mean, to- most, most zombie movies are usually from uh, like, what's it called? From drugs. It could be, uh, and like in the original Night of the Living Dead, it was based off of voodoo, right? And so, like, uh, they would do because they would talk about like how voodoo could have like a state where people could go into a trance like state which is like how the zombies would look and then he he took that and he made night of the living dead yeah but then the later ones especially the one that wasn't made by him called night of the living dead part two it was mostly made from a man-made outbreak where it was like They made a radioactive type of thing, or like it was something where it shot up in the air and it reanimated everything. So uh, in certain spots, it would be sci-fi, technically, just because of the way that they do uh, reanimate them. But I mean, it just depends. Because Night of the Living Dead, they they hint that it was a a satellite in radiation, but they never say that. They never say that for sure. Um, the Return series is what, you, when you're saying Part 2, Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Part 2, and then there's a third one. Um, the third one's not that good. I like the first two. The third one was okay. But that deals with, like, the military experimenting with a gas, and that's where well, you... Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends on, like, the movie that you're watching. And so the re- just... Return yeah. Parts 1 and 2 would definitely fall in the sci-fi genre because it's about a government experiment. And I think like experiments kind of qualify for sci-fi. Um, and, and so those would definitely be sci-fi. So uh, I would say probably give some of Christopher Landon's director directorial stuff a, a go. Uh, he's, he's done at least three movies that I like: scouts guide plus happy death day one and two. Uh, he looks like he did a great job with Freaky. Jeremy, you said you liked it. So that's that's actually on my list of things to watch is Freaky. It's on HBO Max. Now, with Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, if you want to watch it, you are going to have to rent it or buy it. It's not available on, like, Shutter or anything like that um, to, to as a streaming platform as far as Netflix and stuff goes. You, have the time you can watch it on TV on FX right now. I think that's – but, you know, it's edited. Obviously, but uh, I don't like it in movies. <laughs> but if no, it's I'm on regular, I agree. That's why yeah, I, that's why I caveated with it's edited. If you if you like, shit uh, and they cover it up like a shirt or whatever, the, I'll say like uh, dumbass things. The best movie to watch edited for TV is Resident Evil Apocalypse, and I know this is way off subject because the way they cover up the curse words in that movie make you laugh. He's like they have like the scene with like Omar Epps' character. He's like, G- he, in the movie he goes GTA motherfucker, and he's running over zombies. But in like, <laughs> but like um, in the edit he's like he's like GTA mother truckers. <laughs> so he says truckers, and then he's like, please fuck stuff. And yeah, the way they edited that movie for the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, for TV, that's the oh, that made me laugh. So that made, it made the movie a little bit more enjoyable, even though I really loved that movie, only because it made me laugh because of the the crappy overdub. I was like, man, you might as well just went beep or yeah, cut out the dialogue because well, of course, yeah. But um, watch Happy Death Day if it's if you have cable, check it out on FX. I don't have cable. I have 
My, I do have, I do have regular. Or if you can take the chance of like buying it for like four or five dollars at Walmart, if you can, because I'm sure that it's probably at somebody else's Walmart other than the one that's near my house. So (laughs) I actually we're just gonna talk this and talk about the second one next week or next week, right? I actually, yeah, I actually bought the. It it was on sale on Voodoo for seven ninety nine, but I think that sales off for the first one. Uh, it was weird because like Happy Death Day one and two were on were for I I bought them Ultra HD and you could buy them Ultra HD for thirty one ninety nine as a two pack, but I ended up just buying Happy Death Day and Happy Day Day to You each separately at Ultra HD and it was cheaper, and that's it's, it's so it, it came out cheaper than the buying the two pack. Um, the only one I was really considered buying was the three pack uh ultra hd for 33.99 because that came with freaky and i do want to watch freaky freaky is actually i take i it's kind of like child's play mixed with freaky friday mixed with like teen slasher and only because of um how they switch bodies to me reminds me of uh of child's play but it's like freaky friday a horror version of freaky friday um that's actually going to be. I'm going to watch that soon. Um, I don't know when, but I do want to watch it. And that, t- definitely, I think Christopher Landon really knows what he's doing, and I think he did a great job with Happy Death Day and I and the sequel. Um, I like what he did. Um, I like Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which I, I didn't know that was him at the time because I never, I, I wasn't paying attention to that stuff. But definitely check this movie out. I'm a broken record. I'm going to keep repeating myself. Jeremy, do you have anything else to add? No, I do not. (laughs) So definitely check this out. It is worth your time. It is worth the hour and a half to sit through and watch it. Actually binge this in the second one because they're worth, they're both really good. And plus, if you watch the second one, you'll understand why she's um, making like Sam Beckett and leaping through time or recently repeating the day, like Bill Murray. So give it a go. Watch this movie. Again, the script was great. Um, the acting was great. Um, good movie. Josh, any final yep. thoughts? Nope. I'm All good. Right. I'll, <laughs> I'll take care. Uh, watch this, and we will see you next time as we discuss Happy Death Day to you, the sequel. All right. Peace. Bye. All right. Bye. Peace. Late. We'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sci-Fi Graveyard. If you like what you hear, please check out some of our other podcasts as hosted by The Heart of Geek. That is Morbid Instinct, Wrestling with the Willies, and Screen Creeps. You can follow us on social media. We are at The Heart of Geek on Twitter, The Heart of Geek on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And when we do stream, it's not very often. We are just Heart of Geek. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.